International Women's Day is coming at a hard time this year. For those in Australia, you know. For those overseas, let me give you a little context. 2021 actually started off positively. In January, a young woman and sexual assault survivor and powerful advocate, Grace Tame, was awarded Australian of the Year. At the time, politicians said the right things about listening to women. People wondered, had we turned a corner? In the following weeks, the world as it is reappeared. Another brave survivor, a woman called Brittany Higgins, went on national television to explain how she'd been raped in our Parliament House by a fellow staffer. A survey of school students in Sydney's eastern suburbs revealed a toxic culture of rape, with over 2,000 brave women coming forward to describe experiences of sexual assault. And if that wasn't enough, we discovered that the Attorney General Christian Porter allegedly raped a woman over 30 years ago, violently. Tragically, the woman committed suicide last year. We have nothing short of a crisis of sexual assault, and we have a political class incapable of responding to the abuse of women. For International Women's Day, I was asked to give a speech to high school students about making change. I chose to talk about this. This episode is a re-recorded version of that speech. It was written for teenagers, but is relevant for everyone. Let's go. I'm Amanda Tattersall. Welcome to a Changemaker special for International Women's Day. We also produce chats, conversations with people changing the world, and feature stories about social change campaigns. Changemakers is supported by the Sydney Policy Lab at the University of Sydney. They break down barriers between researchers, policymakers, and community campaigners so we can build change together. Check them out at sydney.edu.au backslash policy dash lab. Changemakers also runs an organising school where you can sharpen your skills to make change in the world. All the details are on our website where you can also sign up to our email list. It's changemakerspodcast.org. I am a changemaker. And I've worked for the last 20 years to try and make the world a better place. And standing here, I know that I'm not alone. I know many students and teachers at this school have been fighting for change for a long time. It's not surprising. Things are not as they should be on so many fronts. Take climate change. Many of you have been on strike from school to fight for climate action. Today I want to run through three big lessons about what it takes to make change. They apply to climate change, and they apply to other issues too. Big issues, like women's rights, which we are celebrating today. The first lesson is that the change that you want arises out of your experiences, as well as from the injustices you see in the world beyond. This probably feels upside down. Surely if you want to make change, you need to make it out there in the world, not about yourself. But if you don't look inside yourself and explore where your passion comes from, you will struggle to stick at making change. 
The first job I had after I left school was working for a lawyer, a very successful barrister. He worked in a glamorous legal chambers in the city. The officers were so high up that they had a view that not only overlooked Hyde Park, but stretched out across the harbour. I remember that when I started, I was delighted that the staff kitchen was so generous that it gave out soft drinks for free. My job was to help the lawyer with some research work and deal with documents. Sometimes I worked at a computer, other times I had to mark up large libraries of case law. To be honest, it wasn't amazingly glamorous. I also spent a lot of time buying other people coffee or lunch. But it was a good start for someone who was 17 years old. This job was a huge opportunity for me. I just started my law degree and my goal was to become a barrister. I felt like this place could open the door to my future career. One day I was in the lawyer's office. I'd been marking up a massive library of law books. We were talking. At the end of the conversation, he came over and gently smacked me, squeezed me on the bottom. I was shocked. I couldn't believe what had just happened. I froze. He left. I felt sick in my stomach. I was embarrassed. It made me feel this small. I didn't tell anyone for a long time. I felt powerless. There was nothing I could do. I kept saying to myself, he's a lawyer, goddammit. If I do anything, he would just crush me. But I carried that experience with me. The older I got, the more aware I became of how many women around me, friends, family, had experienced similar things. I learnt about the importance of feminism. I became increasingly active on women's rights. I carry that experience still. When I saw on television that a young woman called Brittany Higgins had been raped in Parliament House by a fellow staff person, I instinctively wanted to support her. When she was undermined by the Prime Minister, when she was told to go to the police rather than being heard and taken seriously, I was angry. I hadn't had an experience like hers, of course, but I knew only too well that powerful men take advantage of women all the time. Anger isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes being angry means that you're passionate about something. The anger is there to tell you that something matters to you. Understanding where that anger comes from, the particular experiences that you've had, like being sexually harassed by your boss, clarifies why you want to do something and gives you energy to do it. So lesson one is that when we look inside ourselves and what we've experienced, we can draw power and energy into how we make a difference in the world. The second lesson is that when you are fighting for change, while it is essential that the issue matters to you, that is not enough. It needs to matter to others as well. We call it working on issues that are widely and deeply felt. Something is widely felt when lots of people care about it. Something is deeply felt when people care about it so much that they have to act on it. These aren't the same thing. Take climate change. 
About 80% of people care about climate change, according to the polls. But when it comes to taking action on it and demanding change, lots of people, especially older people, worry more deeply about jobs and the economy. What does that mean? Should younger people hate older people for being selfish? Or should we try and understand that everyone has a bunch of things going on in their lives and good changemakers try and build bridges with people across their differences? Let's use another example. We're celebrating International Women's Day, and a couple of weeks ago, a survey came out saying that there is an explosive culture of sexual assault and rape in high schools. The survey focused on schools in the eastern suburbs, just 10 kilometres away. It produced a Google Doc that now records over 2,000 stories of young women, each of whom had been sexually assaulted when they were around your age. What do we do? Or should I say, what might you do? This is a huge problem, not just for those girls and women, but for every school, in this school too. The statistics say that at least 2% of young women, that is, at least five women in this room, will be sexually assaulted and report it to the police before they turn 18. But we know that most people don't report sexual assault, and police on their own can't stop a toxic culture this widespread. This survey demonstrates this. Violence and intimidation, including sexual assault, that is sex acts without full consent, are horrifyingly common in schools. They happen all the time. I apologise if this has triggered you. I know this has happened to some of you. But we need to talk about it. This should not be something you should feel you have to keep to yourself, something that sits as private shame. This is why we still need to talk about women's rights. To the boys in the room, I know this is a difficult conversation. But when I say, what are we going to do? I wasn't just speaking to the girls. Feminism used to be about women fighting on their own, but many women have realised that this isn't enough. To build widely felt and deeply felt change, we need men to stand with us. We need to stand together. Just like young climate strikers need alliances with older people worried about the economy, young women need alliances with good men. In every social group, we know the boys who push it too far, who keep going even if a girl isn't actually interested, or who encourage a girl to get drunk to make sex a little easier. The girls know it, and the boys know it too. Boys, we need you to be good men. You need to call out this behaviour. You have a vital role to play. Change-making looks dramatic when it's a strike in the city. But the most courageous change happens when you confront another person, a friend, when you tell them to stop. 
face to face, we can change each other's lives. The final lesson is that changemakers sometimes need to step back to step forward. The world is a complex place, and being a changemaker can often feel hard. I was part of a big social movement that tried to stop the war in Iraq in 2003. We held the largest rally in Australia's history. There were 250,000 people in and around Hyde Park that day. That is two and a half times the size of the climate strike in the domain in September 2019. It was enormous. We clogged the city. The rally was part of a global weekend of peace marches where over 10 million people marched. It was the largest set of coordinated demonstrations ever held in human history. And still, the war went ahead. What do you do when you aren't winning? What do you do when things are tough? Making change means taking the time to think, reflect, and to change yourself. It doesn't mean burning the candle at both ends. When the war went ahead in 2003, I was dejected. I felt lost. Eventually, I realised I needed to take some time out. During my break, I went to the United States to find answers to questions I had about social change and about how I could be a better changemaker. Slowly, I found new ideas. In that time, I helped found getup.org.au, which now has over 1 million members. And then when I returned to Australia, I founded the Sydney Alliance, the broadest and deepest coalition that has ever been built in this country. These two organisations paved out new ways to make change, encouraging others to embrace digital campaigning and community organising. I now know that neither of these organisations would have happened if I hadn't taken some time out, if I hadn't stopped and reflected. Taking a break isn't giving up. There is a famous parable about a tree furler who's cutting down trees in a forest. She is soaring and soaring, but getting nowhere because her saw is blunt, making the work harder and less effective. She's exhausted and considers giving up. Then someone comes along and suggests that she stops and sharpens her saw. Taking a break transforms her productivity and gives her energy. Stopping actually strengthens her. There is every chance that this talk has brought up some tough memories and experiences for some of you. I want to be clear about the lesson that I'm sharing. The answer to feeling pain isn't simply to act now. Rather, something more profound may arise if you step back and sharpen your saw. Part of stepping back is giving yourself the space to reinterpret the source of your pain. We are used to keeping things to ourselves, to keep things private, out of shame. But what is important is to realise that most pain isn't just private. When I was sexually harassed at work, it wasn't my fault. It had nothing to do with the length of my skirt. It was because we still live in a society where men are taught that it's okay to objectify and use women. 
That is a public problem. What happened to me wasn't only my problem. What happened to Brittany Higgins in Parliament wasn't only Brittany Higgins' problem. What happened to those thousands of girls in the eastern suburbs wasn't only their problem. It's our problem. All women live with it. And it is something that every man can choose to help fix. Together, this is something we can fix in public life. But making change has to happen at the right pace. When scars are deep, time is required. We need time to heal our pain and sharpen our sore. But when you are ready, I wish you a fiery heart, a steely mind, and a creative hand in making all the changes that you need in this world. Happy International Women's Day. Changemakers is hosted by me, Amanda Tattersall. Remember to subscribe to the podcast to catch all our episodes. And don't forget the back catalogue filled with stories and chats with wonderful people. Changemakers is produced by Xander Shivani. Our audio producer is Jules Bookera. Our series sponsor is the Sydney Policy Lab at the University of Sydney. They break down barriers between researchers, policymakers and community campaigners so we can build change together. Check them out at sydney.edu.au backslash policy dash lab. Like us on Facebook at Changemakers Podcast and check out changemakerspodcast.org for transcripts and updates on all of our stories. We also run a fabulous Facebook chat group, Changemaker Chats, on Facebook. Search it up, my friends, where you can meet and exchange ideas with other listeners. And don't forget to take a look at our organising school if you want to take a deeper dive into the art of changemaking.